What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 414th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. First podcast after the first ever Pokemon DLC. So, strap on in. (laughs) Oh, no. No. (laughs) Unstrap. I got Will in the passenger seat here. Oh, thank goodness I'm in the passenger seat because I took a spill on my bike yesterday and I'm 50% road rash right now. (laughs) This hobby is going to kill you. Yes, that was the intent. Mm, Okay. I got Greg in the back seat. Yellow! This this is how it's going to go as... This, this is, is how you show. hope it's going to go before yeah. I derail this sucker. <laughs> I always like how you set how it's going to go because it never goes that way. Uh, we are going to talk about the Pokemon news that happened, the announcement before the DLC came out. As as kind of speculated last week, the DLC did not arrive at midnight. It arrived after the announcement <laughs> that they planned. And after the Pokemon home maintenance, so that seemed to line up pretty pretty okay. So I guess for the next DLC, probably the same thing, I guess. I mean, Japan at night, America in the morning, and uh, New Zealand waiting the next day, (laughs) (laughs) I guess is probably what it's going to be. So we're going to talk about the announcement stuff, then we'll go to break, then we're going to talk all about our thoughts of the DLC. Now, uh, the story isn't particularly long. Uh, we speculated mm-hmm. probably two to three hours, which it ended up being, I think, unless you literally didn't get distracted by any other of the new stuff and you just did the story. I'm sure you could probably do it way, way quicker, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that when we get there. So if you're worried about story stuff, we will t- we'll talk about that next week. Uh, again, I don't think I feel like if you don't buy the DLC in the first two weeks and you don't complete the two to three hour story in the first two weeks, maybe you don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's super short. This is this is a point that will come up later. Yeah, but we we will talk about things that unlock uh, mechanics that might that might push you to finish the story. Uh, and I don't really think those are too spoilery. But that that's just the show. I mean, it's 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 hard because half our audience probably doesn't want spoiler, and the other half wants to hear our thoughts on literally every single thing. So there's like this weird balance we have to do. Let's just get right into things. There was an 11 minute announcement on Wednesday before the DLC dropped. And the first thing they opened with was Pokemon, s- not sleep, but smile. Nah, <laughs> nah, Pokemon smile, a thing I can't use. You don't smile? You don't brush your teeth? Okay, I have an electric toothbrush. Uh-huh. And if I have my mouth open, toothpaste flies everywhere. That's why so you don't no. brush your teeth in the shower. I, well, I'm not no. bringing my phone in the shower for Pokemon smile either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bring my mini computer into the shower so that I can spray toothpaste all over it with my electric toothbrush that already measures two minutes. Yeah, True. I mean, this is my problem, too. I brush my teeth in the shower, and I don't want to bring my phone in the shower just to get a picture of a Pokemon. But you might be wondering what Pokemon Smile is. And why. It, there is an official website, smile.pokemon.com. Motivating children to brush their teeth can be tough. But with this clever app, brushing becomes an exciting adventure. By using your smart device's camera to play the game, children can brush their teeth to rescue Pokemon that have been captured by cavity-causing bacteria. Children will be excited to save their Pokemon friends. It is a free to it is it's it's a literally a free app, not a free to start, not a free to play. There is nothing. There's no purchases. There's no scam here. There's no ads. It's just yet. 
free <laughs> because this is specifically a children's app. I have talked to a various amount of parents, and those parents have said that their small children are completely in love with this app. I can't give the you the art is super cute. <laughs> I can't really give you my thoughts of it because I haven't <laughs> used it yet. I have downloaded it. But I think you can catch Pokemon in it and stuff when you're finished brushing your teeth. And I'm pretty sure there's a four hour cooldown in the app, so you can't just like Keep brushing. Keep brushing to unlock Keep more. brushing wear down your teeth to catch that diglet. Oh yes, please remember to use a, a medium or soft toothbrush. Please. Thank you. Do they even make hard toothbrushes? Oh yes, I'm they sure do. Sure they do. Who's, <laughs> oh, who's yes, using they those? Do. Dentures. Yeah. Switching from medium to soft was probably the best life decision I've made in the last five years. From medium to soft? From medium to soft. Okay. But yeah, I can't use this because many reasons. But I think the art is super cute. I've seen people take pictures of it uh, and put it on the Twitters, which is also very cute. Yeah. It's a cute idea. Way to branch out. They got a, they, Pokemon still working to dominate the life cycle of you waking up <laughs> thinking about Pokemon <laughs> yeah. and going to bed thinking about Pokemon. But clearly not while you're sleeping. They announced another new game called Pokemon Cafe Mix in this announcement, cafemix.pokemon.com. It will actually be out in about a week. I think it comes out on the 27th. So mm -hmm. relatively soon, oddly enough, that they announced two games last year that are still not out yet but this game comes out in a week <laughs> it's coming to the eShop Nintendo eShop the Apple App Store and Google Play uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is a free to start puzzle game for the Nintendo Switch and smart devices work together to complete puzzles and create wonderful drinks and dishes to serve at your Pokemon Cafe this is pretty much Tsum Tsum it is a Pokemon version of Tsum Tsum. Okay, Wait, I thought it was multiple games, not just one. Is it really just one game? Yeah. It's just the, oh. like, drag to match the... the. If you've never played Tsum Tsum... <sighs> yeah, I, I, explain this. I've never played it. And the weird, they just seem to be drawing circles and then stopping. And they're like, 50! <laughs> like, what is this <laughs> that's game? That's life right there. I'm pretty sure Disney Tsum Tsum is a ripoff of another game, but Disney Tsum Tsum uh, is, it's, it's on mobile. They have arcade machines of them in both America and in Japan. Tsum Tsum's whole gimmick in the arcade system was you would put your coins in and then you would get an actual figure and then you would scan the figure on the arcade machine and then it would remember Aladdin would have a different ultimate or a different super than, than blank and beauty, the beast. From Beauty and the Beast or from like Nemo, like they would have different things. But ideally, in Tsum Tsum, and I'm sure I'm I I don't know about uh, Cafe Mix because we haven't seen enough about it. But Tsum Tsum would pretty much have four different characters, like uh, Buzz, Woody, the thing from <laughs> Wally, Wally, the thing from Wally, 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 unless you the mean the humans, <laughs> and like Cinderella. And then you would have to match their faces. They would be all jumbled up and you would have to drag all the buzzes to match and then all the buzzes disappear and then more drop down. And then it's usually like, you usually have like 60 or 120 seconds, but you're trying to combo and keep matching them as fast as possible to get a high score. So there's really no win condition or lose condition. The win condition is just 
beating your high score over and over. But normally, if you do a big enough combo, you'll have ability of a, like a super. I don't know, buzzes super might be. It might turn all the Cinderellas into more buzzes, so it would be easier to drag and match them. So this isn't like a bejeweled thing. You're literally just able to drag them around in a path and be like, I did a figure eight and hit all these and then release and that counts. Yeah, the more you've linked together is like the the better that it is. It looks a little different than Tsum Tsum. When I see their, them dragging it, it seems that they're pushing and dragging at the same time, uh, which Tsum Tsum doesn't have. They're kind of locked into place until you're done matching them and then they disappear and then everything falls. This looks to have a little bit of a push feature. Either way, I'm always down for a puzzle game. I haven't I haven't had a good puzzle game in my life in a while. Art cute. I'm into this hot liquid cocoa. That is such a cute little <laughs> I want that in real life. I'll probably pay it play it for an hour and then yep. back to gardenscapes with me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this maybe this is your new gardenscapes because you get to I build out the cafe. It. I doubt it. But look at all the cute helpers you can get. But I don't get, get to match three things and then they you disappear. Get, you get to match 17 things and then they disappear. Well, I don't know if the appeal is there. Look at that Lucario in an apron and little, you know, newsy cap. It's so cute. It is a Lucario in an apron. That's true. And a newsy hat. <laughs> Even though this is on the Nintendo Switch, I tweeted about this, but it looks like you will only be able to play this in handheld mode on the Nintendo Switch, probably because it's, it's a touchscreen game. I don't know how you would drag and match with sticks. <laughs> well, we used to have to do that in Robotron 20... What was that, 2040? What? There was no dragging and matching in Robotron? No, but you had two sticks to move things oh, around. True. You Well, one was to move your feet, and the other was to aim your laser. Oh, Robotron 2084. We are yeah. not that far from that future. That Get horrible future of mutants. <laughs> Get prepared. It's only 64 years away. It looks that the developer is just, it just says Nintendo Creatures Game Freak, uh, which probably means that Creatures worked on this game. I believe Creatures also helped mostly with Pokemon Shuffle, which was another puzzle game. Creatures makes games every game. now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but usually if it's made by Game Freak, they say made by Game Freak. They, the game Freak is very... They put their name on things like Quest, so I think uh, I think this is probably made by Creatures, uh, and I'm assuming Pokemon Smile is also made by Creatures since we don't see a different developer here on the um, bottom of, uh, bottom of the website. But that gets to the third game announcement, which is very badly titled, but new yes, Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> I we got into this, so <laughs> we watched the thing. And then Brent's coworker was like, oh, is Greg super excited for Pokemon Snap 2? And I was like, no, because it's not called Pokemon Snap 2. <sighs> it's called New Pokemon Snap. He's like, so what happens when they make another one? I'm like, See, I, I don't know. I blame Apple. I blame Apple. They did this. They did. This is, an Apple's, this is Apple's fault. Yes, it is. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> Just give it a number. Give it a version. Name it something yeah, else. I mean, there is problems with there is problems with naming it too because then people feel like they they didn't play the first one and Pokemon digital photography that didn't exist <laughs> when the N sixty four was around. <laughs> I mean, they could have done Pokemon Snap colon uh, 
Pokemon Snapchat. Pokemon Snapchat. You take a picture, you send it to your friends. Friends. How perfect licensing and cross promotion opportunity. Pokemon TikTok. All right, hold on. No, let me. No, 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 TikTok in this (laughs) house. The press release says. The new Pokemon Snap game for the Nintendo Switch is based on its namesake, which was the first released for the Nintendo 64 in 1999. This game will take trainers on an adventure to the unknown island overflowing with natural sites such as jungles and beaches, where they can research various Pokemon in their natural habitats. They will take photos to make their very own in-game photo decks, Pokemon photo decks, uh, all while discovering new Never before seen Pokemon expressions and behaviors. There's no way this game's coming out this year. Nope. Really? Y- y- yes. <laughs> Why? W- why? Because we we don't even know when the Detective Pikachu sequel's coming out. <sighs> and they announced That's... that a year ago. <laughs> Whatever happened to like under promise and over deliver? They they've messed up a few of the orders of these words with their <laughs> over promising and under delivering. <laughs> oh, I just want to go to I, sleep. I mean, I could see this coming out in October if it wasn't for the fact that Cafe Mix is also coming out. The other DLC is coming out in November. Like if I I can't think of a time this year unless they do it around August that this has breathing room. Yeah, it, yeah. I just they didn't even like say like fall of. Yeah, they said nothing. Twenty twenty. I mean, maybe it comes out like spring of twenty twenty one. Like I could see it coming out around like Pokemon Day. The fact that we we didn't hear from Pokemon Sleep and we didn't hear about Detective Pikachu two. Which we might be hear about, you know, in the upcoming announcement is just like I don't, I don't know if this game is coming anytime soon. Which is whatever, it's fine. I think, I think announcing it was probably good enough. Uh, on on the website, it says get ready for a new Pokemon Snap, an all new adventure for the Nintendo Switch inspired by the classic Nintendo sixty four game Pokemon Snap. In new Pokemon Snap, you'll explore depths of j- deserts, jungles, and more. Uh, as you photograph fan favorite Pokemon and never before seen Pokemon expressions and behaviors, we saw that there were Primarina, we saw that there were Drifloon, we saw um, Torterra and Scorbunny and Dordrio. So, uh, well, pretty- only the fan favorites, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the fan not favorites. Now, it's all Silcoon. The reason we brought up developers of the last two games, it specifically says at the bottom of this website that it is developed by Bandai Namco. Uh, they have also made Poke Pokin Tournament. I think they also made Katamari Damacy, the greatest game of all time. So, you know, good, I feel like they've credits. also made a ton of Naruto games, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes. Nah, got to make money somehow. Can't all be great art. So I I know there's a ton of people out there who haven't played Pokemon Snap, uh, probably just because of their age. <laughs> Pokemon Snap's like a 20 year old game uh, for the Nintendo 64. But uh, I don't I, just like Mario Kart. There's not a person that I I have ever met that hated Pokemon Snap. <laughs> like it's just a pretty universally liked franchise yeah. game. Well, not franchise. There was only one of them. No. Well, okay. So. <sighs> My problem, <laughs> I, okay, I rented Pokemon Snap from the video store. At Blockbuster? Was it Blockbuster? Not Blockbuster, it was Hollywood? Potomac Video. Oh. No, Potomac, oh. local DC chain, uh, thank you. 
Manpa. Uh, not quite. Um, they had uh, numerous stores, but either way. Successful Manpa. I played it for two hours. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I returned it and got a different game. That is my history of Pokemon Snap. I played the heck out of Pokemon Snap. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard because it's like you take a picture and it's like, was my picture good enough? I don't want a computer judging Wonderful. my... Look, <sighs> I'll give you a, a, a hot tip in Pokemon Snap. The computer doesn't even know if your photo's good enough. <laughs> it just, it just like flipped a coin 50-50. It was either wonderful or it was maybe next time or whatever that he says. Oh, but and you had to throw the apples mm -hmm. to make the Pokemons and, come out. And the shock balls. Yeah. You, had to balls. Hit them. you had to aim and hit and you're on rails. It's yeah. so much, so much going on that And you can make you could make electrodes blow up and drop down cocoonas. It was a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was good. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. For what it did, which was virtually nothing, it did that well. <laughs> it was fun to actually see, for the first time ever in Pokemon Snap, Pokemon in a habitat. My concern about this is they have changed the games so that they're already appearing in their habitat. So I'm not sure how much awe and wonder a new generation is going to get out of Snap. And I'm not sure that people who are now in their 20s and 30s, who played this first when they are kids, are going to have a ton of fun that's not that's going to go past their initial half an hour of nostalgia. Like, there has to be some decent gameplay in this to make it successful for people, I think. I think what Pokemon Snap does well, and uh, I was I was a kid when Pokemon Snap came out, so what, what, what were Nintendo 64 games? They were like 40 bucks? 50 bucks? I uh, don't remember. I rented were, it. They were usually around 30, I think. 30 or 40. I want to say they were 40, because weren't Game Boy games 30? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe they... Anyways, but, like, even though Pokemon Snap is 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 actually, like, a 45-minute game, it, 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 if, you, if you know... If you've played it before, and, like, to get to Mew, which is, I guess, the, the final part of that game, spoiler, there's 63 Pokemon in Pokemon Snap, the, the last one you get to is Mew... Uh, and then when you can take a picture of it, that's kind of like the, the end of it. You know, if you've played it before, um, you can usually beat that game in like 45 minutes, maybe 90 minutes if, if you need to redo a course or whatever. But it, it, it's a relatively short game. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's inherently bad by itself because it makes up for that with, with its charm. That game oozed with personality, but that was also in a time where... Pokemon Stadium also oozed with personality because yep. we we didn't have like the only thing we had was these the Game Boy images like we had like these very small pixelated black and white things so seeing like your black and white pixelated Charizard being a full on moving Charizard in a video game what that was the impressive thing that was awe inspiring yes Yes. And there's a lot of things in Pokemon Snap that, that are just very memorable, like getting all the Charmanders to line up and then all of them screaming at you <laughs> for the mm -hmm. apples. Uh, and I think, like, Pokemon Snap, even though, like, the gameplay is very shallow, um, and, I, and I think most people who love Pokemon Snap, while, while they'll probably talk about their memories of the Charmanders or the, the Moltres bu busting out of that egg... No one really talks about like the engaging gameplay, which is 
pretty much non-existent. Like you're taking pictures, mm-hmm. the the yep. computer does a very bad job at at determining whether that picture is good or bad. And at the end of the day, like you're, I guess you could it, it could be like a Tetris game where you're like, oh well, you're only competing against yourself to get a higher score of your picture. But a lot of that is just RNG of will the computer actually accept this as a better picture? So I don't know how they capture that again mechanically i think they can definitely hit it out of the park with the expressions and the animations and making you and i think if we look at sword and shield with cub fu i don't think a lot of people went into sword and shield being like oh man i'm excited for cub fu but i think if anything the story did this is not a spoiler is the story makes you walk away appreciating cub fu because they gave cub fu time to shine and i think they can do that and snap with pokemon so i'm not worried about that part i'm more worried about like mechanically is this going to be fun to go through it time and time again because as a kid it was but as an adult uh i don't know well i mean we'll all give it a try and then we'll yep. either be pleasantly surprised or i wouldn't say disappointed because i think our expectations are right at the <laughs> Real, right level yep. <laughs> do we think this is going to be a full 60 dollars game yes hundred percent look the zelda that that zelda uh, link's awakening the remake of a 7.99 eShop game on the 3ds they remade it they charged 60 dollars and people lost their minds it like pokemon carries Wait, they lost their minds because they thought that price was inappropriate for a complete reskin of a former two-dimensional game into something with three dimensions yes then they thought that link's awakening should should have been 40 dollars instead of 60 no, no, that's that that I cannot agree with. All they did was copy and paste an older game. I, I there's no way this game is not sixty dollars, right? They char- they not I, only charge no, sixty dollars for the, Pokemon. Easily, this game is not sixty dollars. No, I, I they charged sixty dollars for Pokemon Tournament, and then they re-released it in the Wii U and charged another six. Or they they went from Wii U for sixty dollars. Pokemon Tournament, and then they re-released it on Switch and again charged $60. There's no way well, this he, game is not $60. Here's the deal. I, I Give me a price point per number of... this, And for all future Pokemon games, this is it. Give me a price point per number of Pokemon in the game, and that's what <laughs> I'll pay. It's like $1.25 per Pokemon, so as many as you can jam in there, that's as many as much money as you're going to... That's way too expensive. Um, yeah, it's way too expensive. Let's go back to $0.23 cents per Pokemon. <laughs> you think it... <sighs> Do, do you want it to be $40 or do you think it'll be $40? I think for a game that is on rails where you're only, unless they've made like super significant changes. Well, they have to though. Like there's no way they I mean, can. It's like if, if it's the same thing where it's like you can't walk around, you're just, you are on this guided thing and it's like you aim your camera and throw an apple and hope that you, that ain't worth $60, friend. I know. And the graphics didn't even look that good. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about the amount of people that were like, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you can be you can be excited for a game and not put down another game. But the amount of people that were like, this is what sword and shield graphics should have been. But they're, they're totally like you're comparing an open world RPG to an on rails video game from 30 seconds of footage that we don't even know what the rest of the game looks like. We don't even know if that's we don't even know if that's just like CG footage or that's like early render. Like 
Uh, it's so frustrating. Like, you can be excited for Snap without, like, throwing Sword and Shield under the bus. And I feel like every time people bring up Sword and Shield's graphics, they're ignore they only focus on the wild area, which is, like, very bad. Like, the wild area looks like trash. Like, no one, no one's saying that, but... Especially now. But, like, all, all of the... It's, all of the actual routes outside of the wild area are pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I would, I would probably say that Pokken Tournament looks better than Sword and Shield, but also Pokken Tournament has, like, 10 arenas and, like, 20 Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Like, it's... That's, that's, that's the key right there, is the well, amount of information that has to be stored. And the routes are all set camera. Like, everything that's set camera is a lot easier to design because you don't have to have people try to move the camera and to make sure that it looks good from every angle you are presenting a fully rendered graphical gorgeous representation and that's a lot of what's going to happen in snap you are in a painting that you can spin around and look at set paintings but it's not it is not the same as fully having to go up and interact and shake a tree and i mean they're very very different things i did ask on twitter uh, I said how many, assuming that all 892, I guess that'll eventually be 95 when the uh, other DLC comes out. Um, assuming that not all 800 some Pokemon are in it, how many would be worth it to you? Well, well they can't be because it's only the fan favorites. <laughs> yeah, there's no way it has all 800 Pokemon. 21% said 200 to 300 would be okay. 31% said 300 to 400 would be okay. 18% said that 400 to 500 would be okay, and 29% wanted 500-plus Pokemon in Pokemon Snap. So, in the original game, it was... 63. It was supposed 63. to be 64, because it was the Nintendo 64, but they couldn't get Ekans to work, so they pulled Ekans last minute. <laughs> Ekans, get your act together. I almost said a bad word. Um... <laughs> So that and 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 that was before Gen Two. Yeah, that was before Johto. Yes. Correct. Yeah, that was. So we're looking at about forty percent of all Pokemon is what the producers of the game feel is an adequate number of Pokemon to appear in the game. Um. So what's forty percent of eight hundred ninety-three? Three hundred ish. Three twenty. I think. What? Three. Well, 50% of 900 is 450, then 40% is between 300 to 400. I think, I think it's about 400. So, there you go. 400. Will Anderson has put, put his dime. That is a lot. It, but it I is. can see him doing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know Mystery Dungeon or Ranger or any of those other games enough to know, like... Like, I, like Mystery Dungeon doesn't have you know 200 maybe it does does it have like 300 pokemon in it i don't think it does which oh, one I the have, new one i have no idea yeah the new one um ooh, it's got a lot wasn't super mist uh even maybe rumble was there there had to be a rumble that had like all of them up to the point right i think rum i think one of the rumbles did are we talking about the new rescue team dx like, yeah the yeah remake yeah. that's a that's a switch game it has it has this the power of the switch and what is that magical power? I don't know. <laughs> I think my favorite thing to come out of, of the Pokemon Snap announcement, and maybe it's because I'm like being cynical here, but the people that were like, I finally, I was, fi I, fi I told you all, Pokemon Snap coming. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess if you say Pokemon Snap every year for the last 20 years, I guess you'll eventually be right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Mm. I bet eventually they'll redo a Gen 6 Pokemon game and we'll get a, we'll get something X and Y related probably the next 20 years. If I keep saying it, I'll eventually, I'll eventually be right. <laughs> sure. It looks like Mystery Dungeon had 480. Okay. Roughly. That's a pretty good number. Yeah. I mean, we're... So we're counting evolutions, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, including yeah. the evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like so many questions, like how long is a route? How many routes are on it? Are the Pokemon changing on the routes? Like, obviously, the the easy things to answer there are hidden things, right? Like when you first did yeah. the the first beach route in in the original, you know, Scyther was in the grass, and you had to kind of like hopefully throw your pester balls in there to hit him, and then he would pop up, and then you'd be like, oh, I found him. So I I don't doubt there would be a bunch of hidden stuff, but you know, if I'm, it looks like at least I'm assuming they're going to redo the beach route for the first route because that's what they hinted at the trailer. And then there will be new routes after that. Um, but if we go through a route, are they going to change the Pokemon? Is it going to be the same? Are they going to add weather where like, oh, because it's raining in the route, now you're going to see more water Pokemon. Like if they're going to do, even if they're going to do 200 Pokemon, which is four times the amount that was in the original. I mean, the routes in the original were already pretty crowded with Pokemon. Yeah. Like, you were pretty actively taking pictures of things the entire time. And I I don't... What was the average length on a route? Like, maybe four minutes? Yeah, they weren't particularly they long. They weren't long. Although I, I didn't I get feel very like, far in that game. <laughs> I feel like even four minutes is too long. But maybe. That, I mean, yeah, maybe five minutes max. They were not long. Yeah, I'm just curious how they do it. I think they can. Uh, I'm not. I, I don't. <laughs> I feel like it would be very hard to make it a bad game. I just don't know how they make it. I just don't know how Pokemon Snap looks in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a thing though where I mean, they still have the. I'm assuming you can take the pictures and then post them to social media, which was like replicating the going and having them printed out thing. So at least you can take some good pictures and share them. And I think that will extend the life Ooh, yeah. to some extent. What if extent. we can make memes? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Meme I'm generator. back in. I, if, if any company could do it, the Pokemon company could definitely have it where you, you at the end of the game, you say, like, I want to order these prints, and then they mail it to you. Like, they could do it. They High could do quality it, sure. prints in a frame. Yeah. I snapped these on the new Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Based based on the based on the fact that I'm I'm that sixty three percent I think of all of their revenue ever is is merchandise. Yeah, I I feel like they could sell us postcards slash stickers of our pictures at the end of the game, and they could probably find some company <laughs> that just fulfills it and ships it to you at a cost. I mean, they convinced Blockbuster to put giant. <laughs> <laughs> kiosks in their stores with sticker printer I feel, if they could do that 20 years ago they can convince some company yeah. to send us something well heck if jackbox games can send out t-shirts <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think maybe the only worry is you know I, it's well it's the same worry that you know parents have had for the last 10 years of the apple app store is you know little little timmy picks up the phone and purchases 100 gems in clash royale or a million gems in Clash Royale, and then you have to send a support saying, 
my kid bought these. I don't actually want to spend a hundred dollars well, on your game. You probably don't come across this much because it's not the way you live your life, but you can actually put parental restrictions on the Switch. <laughs> so yes, it is true. They that can is a thing that can happen. They say purchasing from Snap requires your parents to put in the password. Yeah. I think that would probably be the coolest thing to walk away from Snap with, though. What, being getting framed pictures? Yeah, if they, if yeah. they, they want to redo the whole nostalgia thing, like the picture thing, if they if they if they have a way to do that, that would act, I would be I would be very impressed. And I kind of thought the snap was dead in the water, you know, because of Pokemon Go. Like I have a very yeah. good camera in my pocket, and I have at this point five hundred plus Pokemon in because they're at Gen five now that I can take pictures of in the world. Yeah, but the. What you can't do is a lot of interaction, right? Like, they have very set poses. You can't see them interacting with each other. Real world is definitely not the vibrancy that the Pokemon world is. There is a lot that Snap can do that makes it look much more fantastical than me walking through a park and having my poorly rendered tree in the background of my Pokemon. I definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was funny because, uh, like, right before Sword and Shield came out, I think, was it Eurogamer? I think it was Eurogamer asked Masuda, why didn't they do a Pokemon Snap? And he was like, we don't have any new ideals for it, so that's why we've never remade it. He was lied to them? <laughs> well, that was, what, <laughs> 10 months ago at this point? Yeah. Uh, okay, so this game has been in development for three years, so he lied to them? I don't know about three years. We don't know the development cycle of it yet. But you want us to pay $60 for a game that they published and <laughs> produced in under 10 months. No, I'm just your saying, logic like... Your is falling apart before your very eyes. Why Why would he sit in an interview and say, like... And the, if the interviewer goes, hey, you making a Pokemon Snap? Where is, is he just supposed to say yeah, yes? That's a bad way of announcing a game. Well, I wouldn't say it in a way that makes it sound like... Why would we do that? We are so uncreative, we can't... I would say the time for a new Snap has not appeared yet, or something like that, that's, like, mysterious, but not a lie. Yeah, but they still haven't even shown what the new feature is. Like, his words were, we haven't thought of a new feature yet, and in that trailer, I haven't seen what this new feature is supposed to be Yeah, the new feature is it's on the Switch. Congrats. Hey, at least they didn't make the mistake of putting it on the Wii U. Mm. There is, like, little to no information about this game, though, so I... Well, prepare to be pleasantly surprised. Um, maybe we just won't hear about it for the next year. Just, like, sleep and Detective yep. Pikachu. They'll just be like, all right, well, we we said it. <laughs> we told you. You'll get it when we're good and ready. Well, well I guess there's two bits. Uh, the real quick one is uh, in, in collaboration with Niantic, the Pokemon company announced that Mega Evolutions will appear in the real world in Pokemon Go. Fans can look forward to experiencing a new take on Mega Evolution that takes advantage of pokemon go's unique gameplay i sure <laughs> yeah i'm not particularly excited for this i don't because I, I don't i don't battle in pokemon go so what's mega evolution gonna get me you've summed up all of x and y auras and sun and moon <laughs> if you're not into but battling I did battle in those games yeah, I that that was always the weird thing about Mega Evolution to me is like it was a battle mechanic, but not a in my opinion, a very interesting one because not only did you only have like 59 Pokémon to pick from, 
forced you to build your team around those Pokemon specifically. Whereas like Dynamax, I can pick any six and any six of those can Dynamax. Yeah. And Mega was like, if I went against somebody who had a Kangaskhan on their team, I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) well, I know which one's Mega evolving. That's the one. That's how they trick you. Yeah, I don't know. I whatever, whatever. I like obviously Mega Evolution was going to come. I mean, Mega Evolution is in Pokemon Masters, sort of. Yeah. Well, so, some <laughs> some trainers can some. Mega Evolve, some cannot. Yeah, some can't. They just don't like their Pokemon enough. So I I'll be curious to see what they do. I'm I hope it's not something like you got to collect all fifty nine Mega Stones by spinning stops seven days in a row and hope that it's like the one percent <laughs> chance to get the Mega Stone. I that's that that seems to be their summer thing, right? They said like the summer, I think. Yeah. Okay. Last bit. Last bit of news before we take a break. Earn a shiny Zeraora and Armorite Ore in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield if one million trainers defeat Zeraora in max raid battles. Players can receive a special Pokemon along with items that will be useful in the Island of Armor. Okay, let's... <laughs> There's more to it here. The Island Armor, Armor, the first part of the Pokemon Sword Expansion Pass and the Pokemon Shield Expansion Pass has arrived to celebrate the release of the new chapter of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Adventures. Players can participate in max raids against the mythical Pokemon Zeraora. From June 17th to Sunday, June 28th, Zeraora will appear in Max Raid Battles, so gather your friends as you attempt to take down this mythical Pokemon. Zeraora has the potential to appear in 3-star Max Raids or higher, and in 5-star Max Raids, there is a chance that you can encounter an especially powerful shiny Zeraora. You won't be able to catch Zeraora after it's defeated, but if at least 1 million trainers manage to defeat Zeraora during the special event, a shiny Zeraora will be available to everyone in Pokemon Home. In addition to Shiny Zeraora, every player who takes part in these Max Raid battles will receive a piece of Armorite Ore for every 100,000 trainers that defeat Zeraora after the first of million, up to a maximum of 10 pieces. Basic math is 2 million. Armorite Ore can be used in the dojo of the Island of Armor if you have to have your Pokemon learn moves. If the target numbers is reached, you will be able to claim your shiny Zeraora and your Armorite Ore via mystery gifts on your mobile device of Pokemon Home on Monday, June 29th, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific Time until Monday, July 6th. Note, you do not have to have the expansion to encounter or to receive Zeraora. In order to claim these gifts, you must meet the following condition. All right, so to make this very clear, even if you're, if you're lazy and you don't do a single Zeraora, as long as you transfer a Pokemon from home to Sword and Shield between now and July 6th, you will be able to redeem the Zeraora if the community <laughs> does the million, if the community has a million people participate. You have to transfer a Pokemon. I, I, I would strongly encourage you to do a Zeraora because as of Friday morning, I think we were only at 237,000 trainers. And the w- oh boy, we're back to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon again. We aren't sure we? are. Yep. Um, so it needs a million trainers. What that means is it doesn't matter if you do one or twenty Zero Aura raids; you only count as one trainer. Um, and the fact that on launch day and 
48 hours after, we're only at 237,000 is very concerning. <laughs> Look, I've been busy. Where do I find this Zor- Zero- Z- Zenora so, raid? The last update that I saw was 272,335 players. Okay. That was on June 19th. I have not seen an update since then. Okay. So we are a little over a fourth of the way there. It's still a long way to go. Maybe because the DLC came out on a Wednesday, people were busy with work and school yeah, and, I mean this, and whatnot. That was pre-weekend. That was pre-weekend, yeah. So We may get a big update over the weekend. To talk about the Shiny Zero Aura real quick, uh, Serebii is reporting that Shiny Zero Aura has a 5% chance to appear in a 5-star raid. While you cannot catch it, it is significantly harder. All these... Yes, uh, it is. The 5-star Zero Auras are normally around level 60, like most 5-star Pokemon. Um, the shiny Zero Aura is level 100, uh, and you do get better rewards from it. So, if that if you want the challenge, if you're if you're one of those people that were like, I wish Pokemon was harder, here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I still haven't cleared a shiny one. It, they're not too terribly defined. Uh, it, if you, it's I needed a full team of humans to to do it. Uh, you do get I th- the rewards are significantly better. So, um, I guess do your part. I'll do my best. And what Greg and Will referenced about Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, there were monthly challenges in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like, I think one of them was like catch 5 million Pokemon or something <laughs> yeah. in a month. And I don't even think, I don't even think we, we made it to 2 million. Clear. Nowhere close. Because that was the first one. And then the, then the goals dropped significantly. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we have failed things like, before. Five people turn on the game. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw some people saying, uh, don't worry, they'll just give it to us. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. definitely no. failed a lot of different things in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, I get it. There were things you had to jump through that game. You had to, like, talk to the Festival Plaza chick and everything. Like, I understand there was more hoops to jump through, but we definitely failed a lot of them. Um, we did pass some of them. I think we passed the Wonder Trade one, yeah. and we passed the 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 Mantine Surf one or something. But the the well, once they dropped the goal numbers, yeah, we pa- they started clicking those off real quick. But the first one, the like the first three that were like really lofty goals, all of those, all Failed. those bombed hard. <laughs> For whatever magical reason, a million people do it. We get the zero aura. If then another million people do it, we'd get a zero aura plus ten armor right or uh but m- maybe <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't need the expansion to do it you don't need the expansion to receive it i guess now now's the now's the time i think a lot of people are missing their aura for the pokédex this is the second time they'll be distributing it yep go get them maybe they'll give us a pity prize of the regular one if we don't hit it <laughs> Aww. Aww. maybe i hope so okay Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our thoughts of the Isle of Armor. Uh, We're going to set the story stuff aside, but everything else will be fair game. So we will be right back. I have a very important announcement. Are you prepared for a very important announcement? Yes. Yes. It comes with a musical accompaniment. It's the first time I've sung on such a major international stage. Um, it goes. Uh, 
do 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 you recognize it no no it is the intro to my new podcast katamari cast colon let's roll up together lost control of the show the show the show all right basic question did Game Freak do DLC right? 80%. I give it a solid B. What does right mean? I don't know. I downloaded it. It was content. Correct. 100%. You, you met the, the basic requirements. <laughs> it worked. Actually, it didn't work because Did I... You the wrong version? No. I opened... Uh, yeah, here's the trick on how to avoid buying the wrong version. You... Oh, start your game, go to the menu screen, and buy it from there. It's only going to let you buy the one you want. No, I like... Uh, all day on Wednesday, I went in and was playing and didn't get any announcement that it was available. But then Thursday morning, when I started up to do my morning, I'm still trying to finish my Pokedex, a little thing popped up and says, oh, you have an armor pass. And then took me. I could go to the train station. And I was like, but I was expecting my armor pass yesterday, friend. <laughs> yeah, I had to force mine to download a couple. Like, I was really working on my, I was working on my switch to make it download. I had, I had no problems. Full disclosure, uh, Nintendo did send me two free copies of the expand. They sent me a free copy of the Sword expansion and the Shield expansion. The they sent them to me late, so because I didn't want to wait, I did buy the Shield version myself, which I have been playing, which is. Full disclosure, Nintendo did provide me with free copies of the DLC that I have not redeemed yet. Just want to get that out of the way. I'm really happy with the DLC. And I guess if if the if our only comparison is we're used to this third game, I think this is better. I think they were able to do it, at least in this version. And I think it was worth the money. And I think there was enough things to, there was enough things for somebody who likes a little bit of everything to feel satisfied. And I can totally see if you were only a Pokedex filler, or if you were only a competitive battler, that you might, well, competitive battlers, there's no way they don't feel satisfied. Yeah. Um, Because <laughs> it's literally people, what this DLC was people for. People who like story, like me. Yeah. Mm. I think my 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 first review that I gave both of you still stands. It was worth fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, so there's a couple of things. Um, the story is really short and really thin. It's not bad. It's just I, you know, it made me smile. Yeah, there's a couple of moments I, that, I are, like that are fun. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's just, just like, oh, like I finished it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's it. Huh. I heard, and I, I, I don't have this verified. I heard if you do not finish post game, you actually don't get some of the story. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It does make sense because uh, there's a important character development there's in the post game. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> and uh, if you don't finish the post game, I've heard that. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but. But it it does add an extra, I don't know, what, 20, 30 minutes to the story? Yeah. Uh, the part where it's very obvious, where it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Got <Yep>. it. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> yep. I think the shining thing about the DLC is the island looks incredible. 
It's oh, yes. much bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, the island looks incredible. There's a lot to explore. It's varied. It's what the wild... The negative, I think, is that it makes the first wild area feel worse. Can you, it can does. you expand? Can you both expand on that? Because I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days, and the, the, the words I hear is, it makes it, this wild area is what the old wild area should have been, is yes. what I've been hearing. I mean, that's one way of saying it, sure. Yeah. I don't know how to put that into words, and I don't know if you guys have better thoughts on that. The wild area as it is is very flat. It's a very linear plane. There are some ramps up and down, but you can see everything. It's incredibly one-dimensional when you're just looking at it. Like, oh, I can see all the way to the other end. And But but even even worse than that, it's, it's grass. It's yeah. patches of tall grass, it's water features, and there's the occasional tree with some sprouts around it. Yep. Hey, there's a mountain and, over by Duraladon, and there's a bur- tipped-over tower over by the Duskull. Yeah. There's no mountain, not, number nah, one. I mean, no, there is. There is. There's, a, there's like a, you can't climb it, but it's just like a giant stalactite that you have to go around, and Duraladon is on the other side of it. Oh, I guess over I on that side, that portion. Yeah, it's just a big hill. Yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> it's just a big hill. It is by no means a mountain. Um, so what the Isle of Armor does very well is when you get to an area, there's like a swamp area, and it actually feels and looks like a swamp. Like the grass varies, the trees are knocked over. It has a very diff. Like they changed the color palette, which wasn't happening in the original area unless you went to a completely different biome like we are now in the desert so everything in here is beige and then when you leave the (laughs) desert it goes back to being just green whereas the isle of armor varies the colors a lot um since they've added caves you go in and out of things you you get the sense that you're going up and down and through an actual terrain whereas the old wild area it still felt like you're just going up and down ramps on a single plane. Like, the old area felt like a skate park compared to this that actually feels like an actual environment. Hmm. Um, I think my initial thing was like, oh, there's still a lot of Galarian Pokemon that we've already seen inhabiting in the world in here, which was a little disappointing. Like, when I went to the swamp area and it was basically all dread now the first time oh, the first things that showed up i was like disappointing i was yeah. like oh <laughs> they mm, change womp. they change they do change but the first that was my first experience i was like it's beautiful but it's all it's ultimately all the same pokemon as the weather changed and as you move through you got to see more things but initially i was like oh womp like there's one or two things spawning that are new but as you explore, like you explore the various islands out into the bays, they get a little bit more interesting. They're color different. You have the sort of terrifying shark attack thing, um, which does not help my shark fear at all. Uh, Sharpedo is side side note. Sharpedo is cool the f- only one time, only the first time, <laughs> only the first time. Then it gets real annoying real quick for taking up essentially a small area. It feels expansive because you move in and out and interact with the terrain in very different ways. And the terrain changes naturally. Like when you go into a cave, like there's, they change, they blend the color palette to make it seem like, oh, you're going into this cave. When you go into the forest, the grass gets darker and then it goes into the forest. 
the forest itself has it feels very twisty and you know like mysterious so they did so much texture and color and variation that it really makes the other wild area feel very flat no i i and i think that's like the main thing i absolutely agree and it's like the things to me is just like even in that first area besides the fact that yes i was really aggravated that it's the choodles and dreadnaws again wandering yeah. around but it's like that there's little like ponds right and they're, mm-hmm. they're not the water features that you can't walk you just walk into the pond and like there's different colored like flower patches and things like that that you can walk around it which is much more like natural looking yeah. and it's not you know just the tall grass or the short grass and you know it's just like, like back and forth um the trees my, do look better too i don't even care enough about the trees <laughs> to pay that much attention my biggest issue i have two huge issues um i haven't gotten that far into i have not completed the story of the dlc so that's not that's just like so that's a limitation on my issues so far but number one that dude Avery. Who? Huh? Avery. Avery? The rival? I, no, 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 no. No, no. Whatever. That's, and I, I. Mustard? I the have, dojo master? I, I have the lady rival. No. Oh, you have oh. Clara. Clara. I am walking over to the dojo, and this dude runs over. He's like, oh, you found my diglet. Mm. Would you, you? You're such a cool guy. Thank you for helping me out. He's like, I have a bunch of these Alolan Diglett, and I could swear I read him say three. And he's like, Would you help me find them? And I'm like, Sure, I'll help you find your three Diglets. And he's like, I have a hundred and fifty-one. Was it 151? Well, you find the first one first. Yeah. <sighs> so you have to find 150 more. 150. And I'm like, You jerk i don't want to have to find your daggone diglets everywhere yeah you want me to save your time will don't 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 find the diglet no i i'm just aggravated that he was so rude to have lost 150 (laughs) diglet and then to bother to ask me to find them for him Um, second wait second complaint yeah the spawns uh, when the the wandering Pokemon out in the field pop up, they I, I don't know the right way to put it. It's like you don't have enough distance before they pop up, and I am running over Whoopers left and right because <laughs> right. they're just yeah. spawning right under my feet. But I will say the best, and I was almost going to joke that I have completed the DLC because this is like the only thing I wanted. I now have a black bike that sparkles like yeah. red flash as I ride it. Red and black are my colors. <laughs> it's like I already like in the real world have a black bike. And now I have a black bike in the game with red sparklies. And that's all I ever wanted in Pokemon. So I'm, I'm thrilled. How many hours do you think you put in, Will? Like like two, three, five. Uh, I think I've put in about three hours at this point. Okay. Yeah. And Greg, um, I think I put in probably ten. 
I, I was doing a lot of raids, so yeah. I can't say that that was quality content. I, I will say that part of my marking it down is the Diglett thing was interesting as a way to have to explore the island. Uh-huh. The number was way too high. Like, stop trying to shove it into the Gen 1 numbering system. They love the they love 151. It's It's not interesting, and it's way too many. Like, when you're in there and it's like, you have... 5,000 more to find in this area. I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to. I'm done. I don't want to spoil what the reward was for Diglett, but if the reward was like a t-shirt that I could wear and that I could show off in like a max raid battle or in a like competitive battle that I did it, I think that is a pretty low bar. But that is, like, the low bar I would have expected as the final reward. <laughs> and I think yeah. I would have been happy with a shirt, but it was not a shirt. <laughs> it was yep. much worse. It, yeah, I know what it is. I have to agree. Um, I'm also surprised that still the other UK dog, Snubble <laughs> and Granbull, are still not in this game. Hey, there's one more DLC. <laughs> I know, but come on. Like, really? Uh, well, I think um, um, I think Salamance was confirmed. and. But that's second DLC, too. I mean, Salamance is literally a European dragon. Yeah. Can we talk about the Pokemon that are in the game? Oh, sure. I was just going to say, I I just, for the sake of this conversation, I put 30 plus hours into the DLC so far. I have completed the Pokedex. I've completed the story. I've found all the Diglets. I have almost unlocked everything in the dojo. I have purchased every single bit of clothing. I feel like, in a sense, I am done with the DLC of, like, what you could actually do. Like, a a person could be like, well, I played it for 10 hours, but I didn't do the Diglett stuff. Like, okay, well, you technically still have something to do. But, I I mean, like, if the Diglett stuff isn't fun for you, I would not pursue it just to get the reward, because I don't think you'd be satisfied. But in the sense of, like, it took me about 30 hours to do everything... I feel pretty satisfied, and I feel pretty yeah. pretty happy with it. They added a lot of interesting Pokemon that had all existed before. I think I was disappointed that there were really no new Galarian forms. Oh, that is that is for sure the that biggest is, disappointment. Yeah, that that just knowing, like playing around and expecting to run into something. Just like a Galarian surprising. Psyduck or like literally anything. Um, like a Galarian Lickitung since you <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, one that's wearing a tuxedo, something. The fact that there is just nothing, I was like. It makes me really worried. Uh, and the, uh, like the second one, I'm just now assuming that they, they, they showed their hand. They they showed yeah. that they it's Calyrex, it's it's Regidrago yep. and it's Cash Register. They They showed their hand. There's not going to be anything else yeah. besides that. And that's, I think that disappointed me. Just, I I was expecting, I, I don't know that I was expecting. I was hoping for a surprise. One, that, just like one. Just like one, just something, something. Uh, and that didn't happen. Um, but the, I mean, and I'm, ugh. they implemented a feature that was in other games and they implemented it sort of weird and so we, we i mean i think everyone knows by now <laughs> the following pokemon the following did you know this yeah Will? yeah i've seen it on twitter it's they did it in a weird way <laughs> like i don't know you can't see anybody else's you can only see yours and often they don't move fast enough so it always seems like they're just teleporting behind you if you're going yeah. fast especially on your bike um you don't 
interacting with them is weird. It's just, it's just, that part felt a little tagged on. Yeah, um, I think. And it, the fact, and the fact that a lot of people are like, oh, you can go talk to the Pikachu kid to turn that off. And a lot of people are like, oh, thank you for telling me. Just tells me that it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't well implemented, that a lot of people were expecting something to be as vital as it was in like Heart Gold, Soul Silver. And so many people are looking for a way to turn it off. But in Heart Gold, Soul just, Silver, it's, it's like a significantly easier slash smaller thing, yes. right? Because it's like yes. glued to your pixels. It, it, yep. it, it is one square big. It moves as fast as, like, it's so much easier in that game. Yeah. And I'm, it's, it just, it just goes that like, all of those people being like, I'm not buying the game if they don't have following Pokemon. They, they already copy and pasted everything, just copy and paste it again. But it's, it's not that simple because, it's not. because one, let's go, like, look at Let's Go. Kanto is flat. There is no hills. Mm-hmm. There are no ramps. There are no, <laughs> it is a flat body of land. And Galar, even if you, especially even the Island Armor. Even, yes, especially the Island Armor. There are ramps. There are stairs. There are mountains. There are caves. There are ups and downs. And take a Pokemon like Phalanx, it looks bad, yeah, because it doesn't know how to go up and down those stairs because it is it is like a ruler that is following you. It's like a <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like a giant tape measure following you, and it's just it, it just proves that like it's not copy and paste. Like all of these Pokemon are like there are what now yeah. almost six hundred Pokemon, and yeah, they have to fix Phalanx. They have then the, now they have yeah. to go back and start fixing these for different yeah. environments. And I'm sure in future Pokemon games it will be better, but it just shows you that like it ain't copy and paste. Yeah, well, and they did some like uh, Avalug in the water, Ice Cune yes. in the water. Like there are so many really cool little moments that you'd think, oh, for sure this Pokemon who is a water Pokemon will be able to also swim, and then that doesn't happen. Yeah, like Blastoise it, yeah. can't swim. Yeah, but like, can't yeah, but like Avalug is really cool in the water. Uh, Keldeo is it responds how Keldeo should. Like it runs yeah. across the water. Uh, I'm assuming in in the Crown Tundra, the same thing happens. I'm assuming Suicune should also be able to run across the water. Yep. And the thing is, is like those moments are cool, and they get dulled when you try it with like your favorite Pokemon, and it doesn't. It doesn't behave how you think it should behave, which it's like you took two steps forward because this is a great feature and, and you did a lot of cool things. And then you hurt yourself by having us all step back like Magikarp doesn't swim right or Blastoise doesn't swim at all. Yeah. And it's I think that I think they knew, though, I think like, yeah. That is why I mean, like, it didn't. They didn't include it in the base game yeah. because all of the national dexers would have looked at it and been like, "Yeah, that was a complaint. That was a complaint they hung on to." You know, they took away following Pokemon again. But if they would have put yep. it in, all those same people would have been, "Look at how bad this is." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They wouldn't. Have, not- they. There was. It was a lose lose for Game Freak. It <laughs> yeah, was literally a lose lose. Yeah. And I think. I think this is mostly a win, but. It does feel a little off. It does feel not completely finished, which, again, is why I can't say that this, that I can't give this like an A plus or an A for the expansion, because I think there's a number of things that, that take away from the ultimate fun. It is still very solid. It, I am still impressed that they did a DLC that even if you thought I had to pay $30 for this, even though you're getting two, I still think 
they got so close to it being worth $30 that you are excited for the next one to come. But there are imperfections everywhere. Um, it does reflect Well, I think Sword on, and Shield has yeah. imperfections everywhere. Yeah, there's imperfections everywhere. But I think it is mostly a positive experience. And I, you know, I have no problems telling people, yeah, you should buy it and play it. It's fun. Like, Brent saw it. You know, he's like, ooh, I get to play it in this new area because he hasn't played Pokemon in a while. And he's excited to go there and see all the new textures and, and do the few things that he wants to do. So it's exciting in that way. And I think for their first shot, they got very close. The things that disappoint me are the story is way too short. The Diglett thing is way too long. <laughs> there aren't new Galarian forms, which is disappointing. Um, there are still some striking. Pokemon missing. I'm thrilled that Dunsparce is there. Because um, they listen to me. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They put my boy the, Cram everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Max Raids are... There aren't a lot of new ones. They're just more variety. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. there'd be some more... Again, more Gigantamax forms. There aren't... I think the Zara Aura Raid is, is good. The Shiny One's hard. I haven't completed it. But that's... That's sort of the same Mewtwo feel. I think that's fun. Pretty happy with the story. Um, it was better than I actually expected it was, uh, although it was the exactly the length I expected it to be. <laughs> and, and I hate to I hate to always hang on complaints, but uh, I I think this is I think this is a good one that people said. You know, people grow up with Pokemon and 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 they have the nostalgia of, you know, discovering things for a first time. And a, a pretty common complaint I saw for Sword and Shield, and I think it's pretty valid, is that people didn't feel like there was a sense of discovery in Sword and Shield. And we, we, we've heard that a lot, really, probably around X and Y, where everything felt very straight. Um, and in Sun and Moon, you know, the, the paths were pretty straightforward, the routes between things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I could maybe definitely agree with those people in Sword and Shield, except like, I don't know, man, when you get to the wild area, how do you not have a sense of discovery in that in that sense? But in, in this, I think they I think they nailed a sense of discovery. You could you could you could say like it takes no more than two hours to do the story if you did the story, but how could you walk past the new yeah. areas of the wild area and not get distracted? It took me five hours to get to the Diglett Bridge. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that there, I see a Diglett, so that must be the Diglett guy that I've heard about. So I don't want to talk to him yet. And then I'm like out in the islands. I'm looking at Sharpedos. There's a giant Waylord when you start. There's like so don't many. Don't fight it and catch it. It doesn't come back. There are so many different ways you can go, and the game doesn't force you to go to the dojo. Yeah. I think. They nailed that. And even when you talk to the Diglett and then you go past, the, then you get the bike right away and you're like, I don't even want to go into the dojo. I'm going to use this new bike. Yeah. Then when you do like part one of the dojo, then like new NPCs spawn outside and you're like, well, I want to talk to these guys. I think if anything that, that the if your complaint was like Pokemon doesn't do, there's no sense of discovery anymore. I think this DLC is is loaded with that. Yeah. Even the like islands way out behind the towers, they 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 have mints to give you. There's mm -hmm. um the the Diggin Ma and the Diggin Pa that you can find, uh, and then they well, scam. Like, they're they're both scams, scam. but um they they disappear, uh, and yeah. then you got to find them somewhere else, which I think is cool. Instead of just standing there all the time, I think they I think they nailed that yeah. part of the DLC. 
I think I agree with Greg. I was expecting one new Galarian form of an old Pokemon, and that was a huge bummer. But... No, no, no. You guys got to answer this one question for me. Okay. Okay. When I first got... If you're going to call it the Diglett Bridge, fine. Diglett Bridge. When I first got to the Diglett Bridge, there's this lady standing on there, and I go to talk to her, and she says, man, there's so many amazing and wonderful Pokemon that you can see in this world. Do you want to give me 100 watts so I can show you one of these amazing Pokemon? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. sure, I want to see an amazing Pokemon. And she's like, here's a Fungus. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay my first one was i want to show you an amazing pokemon that you've never seen before i'm like yeah show me it's a dunsparce and i went through the okay roof. Oh, dang. mine was but, a mill tank and i was and pretty then, pumped and then i was like okay this is like the once a day lady because she disappeared yeah but today i went back to the diglet bridge and she's not there yeah she's somewhere else yeah she's somewhere else Oh, so that's like the the other lady who's like, I have Pokemon from another region. Would you give me a uh, Galarian yeah. Mr. Yeah, Mime? They're, they're and I'm like, yeah, yeah, what exciting thing are you going to give me? And she gives me a regular Mr. Mime. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, she wanders around too. Uh, I will just say one thing. I did do a Miltank raid, and that was disturbing. Nice. Look. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing dumber than seeing a Boofy spawn in the wild. And man, I was I was pumped. No, no, I was, no. I was pumped. There's nothing dumber than seeing a licky, 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 <laughs> licky spawn licky. in the wild, okay? Because that thing's Although, strutting around with his tongue hanging out. I thought Zorark was only in raids. No, yeah, no, he, he spawns. And then I, then I ran into one, and I'm like, oh, heck, sweet. It would have been cool if they, like, he disguised himself as something else, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true. Maybe future games. Okay, so uh, these are some of the features that unlock as you as you progress. I don't think they're super spoilery. We we kind of said that this DLC was very competitive focus, and it is. Uh, I mean, like Urshifu yep. is a com- like straight up VGC competitive mon, or both singles and doubles. I I don't know if it will be like top ten Pokemon, uh, because uh, it's I think its special defense stat is actually not that great. Uh, but uh, all of its movesets are specifically designed to shake up the meta of the game. and But they do so much for competitive here. Uh, so there's a point where uh, you can talk to Mustard's wife, Honey, and honey. Uh, she will honey start... Honey Mustard. <laughs> yeah. Boy, she's a... She's a... She pushes <laughs> the line of... Uh... <laughs> Reading between the lines with some of the things she says. Anyways, they, yep. they do something in a Pokemon game, which kind of done in the past, but because I think Black and White had an upgrade system. But you can upgrade your dojo, and you can add new things to the dojo by paying her watts. Uh, so, like, a basic one is you can add a salon to the dojo so you can do your hair and write in the salon. Um, but one of the closer to end game things is a vitamin machine. Uh, so you can upgrade it three times. Uh, each time is two different vitamins, like iron and carbose and protein and eight HP up or whatever. And not only does it add a vitamin machine right into the dojo that you can walk up to and buy from, it adds bulk buying vitamins. You can buy one, five, ten, or twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Not only that, is it's discounted for you when you buy them. They've they've lowered the bar even more. And again, yeah. it's also a way to 
and you see this a lot with DL you see this a lot with like third versions like Platinum or Ultra Sun Ultra Moon where they make things easier for people or they give players more to get because they've ultimately purchased the game again. Uh like I think like, you know, Deoxys and Auras or um all of these other legendaries in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, like here is something for you for buying the game and here's like the Rotom boost to make experience easier or hatching easier. Like they, they do that. They've done this in third part in third game. So to do like here, if you want to get into competitive, you want to raise your Pokemon, not only is this a way to buy bulk vitamins, but we're discounting them and they're right here, right in this machine, right next to like the, the vending machine is, is right next to a dude that will teach you new moves some really interesting moves. Like, I don't do competitive, but the few that I've seen, I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah, like, they added a, uh, instead of Volt Switch, they added, like, an Aqua Switch, uh, which is pretty cool. And then in the kitchen, they have a place for you to buy food for camping, but they also have the ability so you can hand in your max mushrooms and your max honey for max soup. Again, another competitive feature of being like, you know, I caught this 5 IV perfect Garboder. It sucks that I can't use it because it's, it, I can't Gigantamax it, but now I can with Max Soup. They've done that. Uh, they have the dojo in the back, which I believe has some more stuff to it. That, that's the part I actually haven't done yet is the, you know, post-dojo stuff that you can do. Um, but all of these, all of these things geared towards competitive. Um, you can find mints on islands now. The Cramomatic is pretty good for competitive. You can put four rare candies in it to get an ability capsule. You can put four bottle caps in it to get a golden bottle cap. Do not put four golden bottle caps in it, <laughs> please, because you will be disappointed. So I don't know if any of I don't know if any of that convinces somebody to get into competitive. I think it probably does at like a lower level for people to be like, oh, okay, um, maybe I will buy some vitamins. Maybe I will turn yeah. this Pokemon. The huge I thing. Think it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just think that it helps friends who are into competitive guide their friends into getting in competitive. Like it helps make that entry lower so they can say, oh, buy these. But like they can tell them what to do. And it seems very doable all in one place. Instead of flying to, like, six different towns yeah. to get everything. Like, go here, and then yeah. go here, yeah. and then go here, and then go here. The other huge thing that they didn't even talk about, and and for, I guess we, we thought they revealed their hand. This was cool. In the old battle tower in, in Winden, they added a guy. He's standing, like, right by the doors. And what he will do is he will look at any of your Pokemon that are not Sword and Shield, and he will make them competitive and battle-ready for actual tournaments so if you caught a shiny charmander in in ruby and sapphire and you got a bunch of ribbons on it and he was your bud and you moved him to heart gold soul silver and you walked with him and then you moved him into sword and shield after jumping through the hoops of black and white and pokemon bank and pokemon home and getting it into sword and shield you can take a charmander that you caught in original ruby you can talk to this guy. He will say, I want to delete all the moves, but in doing so, you can use this in competitive battle. And he will, he will put a new symbol next to the sword and shield symbol, next to the shiny symbol in your info. And you can now 
use that Charmander competitively. You can even take that Charmander to the area for Max Soup, and you can make that Charmander have the ability to Gigantamax. That's pretty sweet. I that's that's it's, something it's unexpected, cool. and yeah. it's like that. I, just the fact that I can now bring over all those teams that I built when I was doing a lot of competitive stuff and just have them for fun and everything, I that I'm very excited about. Like, I built two completely shiny, completely ready teams in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and it was fun to build them, and it was fun to breed for them, and it was fun to SOS for them, and I had I definitely had more fun building the team than doing the battles. <laughs> But, like, the one Pokemon I would want to use is the, like, the shiny Litten in Incineroar that I bred for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I guess I can just use a regular Incineroar this time. I don't need to go through all the work to breed another shiny Incineroar. That's fine. I already have one. But now I can take that one. I can delete all the moves. I can get the little symbol. I can now get that ribbon on that Incineroar um, in the master or the, sorry, the ranked battle ribbon. Uh, it's such a cool feature that they didn't talk about. They didn't show it even nope. during. They they just they didn't tell anyone. It was literally somebody discovered it, posted it on social media, and then everyone else was like, "Oh my gosh, look at this feature! This is cool." Uh, and again, it just kind of piggybacks on this whole DLC being very. I mean, look, there's lots of things to do, but the the core of it was you know developing your teams and and you know, getting more, more battle ready stuff. Uh, but there, there's, I'm very happy with the DLC. I don't think it's perfect, but I was, I was very worried based on DLCs of other games that this was very easy for Game Freak to mess up. And I don't think they did. And some of the new clothes are super sweet. I feel like the clothes alone are worth the 15 bucks. I so don't. I'm still wearing my gray hoodie. Oh, my (laughs) God. Will, you can get a whole three-piece suit in the DLC. I wear hoodies. You can get a whole black suit. You can be business Will. No, not going to happen. I don't Pokemon battle in a suit. You can get a hot pink suit coat, a black turtleneck, and hot pink suit pants. You can get and and be the super gay Steve Jobs of the gallery. You can get no. a you can get a choker if you're into that. Yeah, no, you can. Wait, Greg, didn't you wear a pink suit for your wedding? I did. Well, there you go. That's your deal. But it, it, it wasn't hot pink. Mm. Oh, okay. I am I am wearing the punk pink vest right now with the ultra ball guy shirt and the collar. <laughs> there and I got. And I got I got Chairman Rose's hair for a while because it doesn't look bad. I was disappointed in the spiked mohawk color coloring because I was going to do that, but I didn't like how the colors looked. Yeah, they added three new hairstyles for the boys. Yeah, did they they add uh, Shieldbert and Swordion? No, hopefully Crown Tundra. Hopefully Crown Tundra. I'm so mad. They added Man Bun. Yeah, they added the dojo. They forced that on you. Once you, once you put the the dojo <laughs> uniform on, it's no, like, it oh, was the all first of a sudden that more hair is changed. Just to talk about this, IGN, um, Casey from IGN, she was the one that reviewed Sword and Shield originally. I think she gave it like an 8 out of 10 or something, if I remember. She was able to play the DLC 30 minutes early on Monday, and apparently she asked Nintendo if the game scales with your level, and Nintendo said yes, and that was it. And... I looked at that tweet and I was like, mm, 
I don't know if this mm. means what people think it means, but people were like all week on Twitch. Not all week, the two days before the DLC came out. <laughs> people were like, what team do you plan on going with? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, Nintendo said that it scales levels. So what, what six Pokemon are you bringing? And I was like, I'm just probably going to bring my level 100 shiny Cramoran and nothing else because Pokemon's not a hard game. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you. They were like, well, they said it's going to scale. So everything you're going to see is level 100. But I was like, I don't think so because... So do we know what it means or can I yes. speculate? No, we do know what it means. We do know what it means. Okay, so what, does it mean? what it means is if you do not beat Leon, the DLC accepts that you have not beaten the game. So when you go into the DLC, everything is level 20. Yep. Okay. And if yep. you do beat Leon when you go into the DLC, everything starts at 62 and then um, goes up to, I think, the final hardest thing I thought was like 78. Yeah. So it's yeah. The, whole, the whole wild area farce again of, yes. oh, we're not going to tell you this, but if you pass this trigger, everything is going to jump in level. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. So you yep. could ideally purchase Sword and Shield, make it to the wild area. By the time you get to the wild area, you should be about 15, 16, 17, because Milo, I think, is 18 and 20. And then instead of going to Milo, you could go to the Island of Armor and experience all that content. And I think that is a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. And myself, I'm not disappointed or upset. I don't want to fight or catch level 100 Pokemon. Like, <laughs> no, like I, just, I just don't want to, like, face... Because that means, like... If a Pokemon is a higher level than you, it's harder to run away and it's harder to catch it. And I don't want to deal with that. Um, and there are barely any trainers to fight in this DLC um, besides specific dojo stuff. And mm -hmm. making those dojo Pokemon level 100 doesn't make it harder. It just means instead of me one-shotting them, I probably have to two-shot them. <laughs> like, that's all it does. I I I'm sure that is a minor gripe that people had but there has to be uh, yeah do you do you actually want to play a pokemon game where you have to have level 100s on your team just to navigate the world uh i don't no no i think i think them being at 60 is fine they give you the experience charm right away and all that do, all that means is you're getting more experience per catch or per defeat so again another quality of life it's almost like a oh. built-in roto it's literally a built-in Roto XP for this yeah. game. Yep. Yeah. If you complete the Pokedex, uh, we talked about this, uh, but you'll get the Mark Charm. I think uh, the one of the data miners said that ideally to get a rare Mark is like one in five. So to get the rarest Mark is one in a thousand. To get a, I think they called it a um, like a social Mark, like like not the so not the actual social mark but like the more rare marks that aren't the rare mark it's like one in 500 and then like the morning slash dusk slash night mark that you can get is like one in 50 and then the uncommon mark the mark that is actually common is like one in 25 so anyways they posted the the chance of getting a mark and the mark charm just is like the shiny charm it just adds plus two so instead of one in 25 or one in a thousand, it's three in twenty-five, or three in a thousand. So that's all that does. Um, if you want to complete that Pokedex, uh, you do get another stamp on your trainer card too of um, completing the armor, the Isle of Armor Pokedex. So a lot of things to work for in the DLC, but I think I think it's good. 
and I think it I think if anything it also sets my expectations for the next one like I can't imagine the crown tundra to be bigger although if it's the same size or slightly smaller I think that's awesome because I, I think the island of armor is a lot bigger than we expected and I guess I'm not expecting any new Pokemon because, or any new Galarian forms because this DLC didn't come with any. But if there is, that would be pleasant. But I'm not going to expect it. You never know. Never you know. never know. You never know. But I think it's good. I think I think I think they did it. I think yeah. this is better than a third version by mm. far. I love me my third version, so I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see the other half. And then I'll make my statement on whether I would have rather have seen a third version. Mm, yeah, I feel like this is this is it for me as somebody who has like hundred plus bottle caps and all. Yeah, but like, that's all you of, are like I don't want to I don't want to regrind all those items though. They also oh, we didn't talk about this. They also make you use your watts. So as somebody who was I I was I had two point five million watts and I was hoarding them and people were like, "What are you going to do with them?" I was like, "I don't know yet." I just, I, I just want them. I don't understand why Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Mustard's son is like, I need 500 watts to get this garbage can with a beak to operate, but that's far too, I'm like, dude, all you need to do is walk up to three dens and you've got your 500 watts. Are you that And there lazy? are literally three outside of your doorway. Your front door. <laughs> okay, hold on. Before we talk about the Crambot, that's the last thing we gotta talk about. The game does make you use those watts for the dojo, and I think that's good. And there's a and and they do good of making it easy to get other items slash give you a way to throw away items that you don't need anymore into the cram bot. So th I felt like Sword and Shield did have a currency problem of like, what am I going to do? Like, I literally don't like I could spend these watts, I guess, on luxury balls and I can sell these luxury balls for money and I can use that money now, to buy is, vitamins. This is you, you like, I do not have 2.5 million watts. Well, look. That honey <laughs> needs a lot of watts to upgrade that dojo. So you gotta you gotta start grinding. But the watt, but I, like getting watts encourages you to do raids, encourages you to explore. Like the, true, they are trying to get this cycle of balance of, uh, well, if I'm going out to this island to get the watts, I can also get a mint out here. I can also shake a tree. Mm -hmm. That was something that I did every day in Sword and Shield, and I know I'm an exception. But when people came into my stream and they're like, how do you have 500 berries? How do you have 2 million watts? It's like, that's that's my first 10 minutes of my stream is I just check all the trees, check all the dens. And then at the end of stream, I do the same thing. And that's just the habit I got into. And now I'm exhausted in watts. But in the Isle of Armor, not only do they make that, not only does it make that circle of, you know, tasks you have to do uh, make a little bit more sense, but they also scattered, you know, items that you would want to collect, like the mints on the ground out in the islands and stuff. So they're somewhat balancing their economy, which I think is hard to do in any game. Cramomatic, or I call it the scamomatic. Scamomatic. Scam, yep. scam, scamity, scam, scam. Uh, Apricorn balls returned. They're here. Uh, did they? And, I haven't uh, done that yet. Remember when we were like, let's set expectations for this, but 
I don't know, there was a bunch of people that thought they were going to be sitting in a bathtub of friend balls <laughs> because of this expansion, and it doesn't seem to be the case. Scamomatic can turn four items into an item. Uh, pro tip, get a pro controller, or sorry, get a turbo controller and start handing in your Dynamax candy. Because you can't sell it, and you can't throw it away. And if you're going to be doing a bunch of raids, you're going to get more Dynamax candy. I think four Dynamax candy is one Dragon Fang, and then I think one Dragon Fang and two Dynamax candy is a wishing piece. So you can grind that out. There's there's some there's some obvious there's some nice combinations like four little mushrooms is one big mushroom, and a big mushroom sells for like four times the price. So you'd want to convert those before you sell them. But while a lot of things have formulas. Uh, like Flame Orb, Dubious Disc, uh, Rare Candy. Like, there are formulas for these things. Some do not have formulas that are guaranteed, like the Apricorn Balls. So I have put in probably 20-plus Apricorns into the Scamomatic, and I have not gotten... The best thing I got was a Great Ball in return. Yep. It is possible <sighs> to get Love Balls and Friend Balls, and even Safari Ball is possible. But it seems to be random no matter what apricorns you put in. It doesn't seem right. to guarantee anything. My question is, I walk... What is Mini Mustard? What, what's his name? Does he have a first name? <laughs> what, Sophocles? No. Honey and Mustard's son oh, who I designed the I think, I think his name is Hyde. H-Y-D-E. Hyde Mustard. Okay. So I went up to him and he's like, would you give me a hundred watts to get a recipe? And I was like, sure. And then he gave me a recipe and it was nothing I wanted, but fine. Is that written down no. for me anywhere? No. Or was no. I supposed to be no. writing that down while he you talked need to, write to that me? Down. Oh, no. good gracious. There was a waste of a hundred watts right oh, there. Oh, don't worry, Will. I did it about 30 times in a row because I thought it was Animal Crossing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to stock up on these recipes. Oh, I'm going to remember them all. <laughs> You can get a little DIY card with an acorn on it. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> get wrecked. Pokemon loves adding their, like, extremely nerdy computer character NPC I... in their games. They really love that trope. Some, something about it. But it's like... So, I mean, I did the, the Scamomatic once... And I was just like, I, all right, so my daily tradition now is when I first wake up in the morning and I go and I have my coffee and I play sword and I always start in, uh, what is the village that's all the way on the west side where they had the stone mural before it got destroyed and the statues was hiding behind it, that town. Stone side. Um yeah. Yeah. And then the, so the first thing is I walk up to the guy and he's like, I want to buy something. And it's like, well, I probably have it for you to buy. And then I sell it to him and get some money. And then I walk to the next guy and he's like, I want to sell you something. And I was like, I buy it. I don't even care yeah. how many of them I have, especially since they announced the Kramomatic. I'm like, I'm buying them all because I'm just going to throw them all away. So anyways, I have a bunch of extras of sharp beaks and black sludge and whatever you have you reaper cloths. As one so does. I just like. I was like, okay, here's four things where I have extras. Mm -hmm. I'll throw them in the cram -o -matic and blingly blop it 
pops out a little blowy ball, and then it says, you got a satchel. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't like aromatis? No, 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 no. This is the thought that I immediately had, because this is like the one time I used it. That's the one thing I got. And Steve, you cursed me. Because that's literally what you said last week was I hope it doesn't give me a satchel because I don't need another aromatease. I, I mean, I want the listeners to go back to last week's episode and find that moment because it's so true. And it's so like, I don't even want to touch that thing anymore. I put in four rare bones and got a wishing piece. Hey, there you go. I mean, the the, the Cramomatic is no Kurt. Kurt knows how to craft a quality Pokeball. The Cramomatic does not. So putting four black ap- apricorns in, you know, you're probably going to get Timer Ball 99 times out of 100 and then maybe get a Safari Ball or something. And and there are no recipes for for apricorns. No. It seems like None. putting oh. four apricorns is the way to get an apricorn ball, but it I seems... I think Hyde says that. He says if you put four apricorns in, you'll get yeah. a ball. You'll get a ball. But yeah, not, it seems random. And I just don't like I think it's fine. I mean like they, they I don't think it's fine. What is the They want you, these Pokeballs to, to be rare. Yeah, you still have to put four in of of a kind. Yeah, but you get like get seven it. from a tree when you shake it. Yeah, well, if you're lucky. And when, um, when you're done seven, when you're done you talking get, to you get seven of a variety of colors. If you had to put in four of one color to get that one ball, you're gonna burn through those things pretty quick. You know, I honestly think the Cramomatic's not about the apricorns, that that's that is like the second or like the add-on. I honestly think that in Sword and Shield they made it too easy to get those kinds of held items battle items and they're like we've got to find a way for people to be able to offload these and this this is their solution to that and then they're like oh well now we've got this let's do apricorns too and get all those fools who are in love with apricorns to buy our dlc because they think they're going to get something good and we said this on the show before but like they 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 clearly understand that people love these pokeballs they don't include them in every game. They've they've given away these apricorn balls as like downloads of like mystery gifts, and people go nuts for them. They like I want the, I don't even care about the Galarian Ponytail. I want the the one bonus love ball and lure ball. I get, like to me it seems like they just want to keep them semi special, and make them rare in the case of like you know if you if you shook every tree every day you're probably gonna have like forty apricorns maybe not all the same colors. But if that's giving, if, if if whatever the ratio is, we don't know if it's like a 1 in 10 chance, a 1 in 20 chance, a 1 in 100 chance. If you're walking away with one or two a day, I think that's pretty good. And it's still keeping it rare. And it just goes back to, like, it is not exciting to get Dreepy in Wonder Trade. It, or it's not exciting to get Dunsparce in Wonder Trade. It is exciting hey. to get, like... Oh man, I don't really like Dunsparce that much, but I got a Dunsparce in a fastball. That's actually pretty cool. Like that's that's like the only thing that's at this point I feel like encouraging trading is is once you catch all the Pokemon now it's like well I don't have the Pokemon in my favorite Pokeball and my favorite Pokeball is Friend Ball or something. Well, you know it's an easy thing to do. Make it so that we can change the Pokeball our Pokemon is in. Come uh, on, Crown Tundra. Come on, Crown Tundra. At least for the ones that are a gift that come in a boring old Pokeball. 
let me put it into the breed <laughs> breeding center and say, while it's in there, could you just swap out the Pokeball? You just thanks. Um, I think that the Apricorn thing's just it's an artificial limit. I think if you could get a guaranteed one or two Apricorn balls a day, you you would have a lot of people since they see it so special engaging in your game every day. As it is, it's a it's a gambling thing, <laughs> and only gamblers are gonna like that. And everybody else is be like, we don't we don't, don't we don't care. know if there's a better way to do it though, because he doesn't tell us the formula. So if you know, in like a week, you know, Bulbapedia or something says like actually putting four of the same color is less of a chance, and if you put three black and one white, it's a better chance. Like we don't we don't know if that's the case at this point. So I think we I think we just gotta wait on that. I mean, keep in mind it took people almost a full month i think it took three weeks to figure out actually how wormhole worked <laughs> uh so i think we just maybe need a little bit more time the scamomatic does do good things though like the mushrooms to the big mushroom is a positive uh getting rid of your dynamax candy is a positive four rare candy into uh ability or or ability capsule positive four bottle caps into a golden bottle cap super big positive like they're like it's the the whole the whole robot is not a lost cause almost no. a lost cause <laughs> it's almost a lost cause but again that 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 also helps people competitively right you know you you know as a competitive battler you probably don't need your rare candy you just need to be at level 50 you need you probably want the ability capsule or you probably want the golden bottle cap uh more so there are defined formulas well, in support of competitive again. Yeah. But if, okay, so if you're not in competitive, you have the Diglett stuff to do. You have the entire Oof. wild area to do, which I think is a huge, I don't think that's a huge positive. Like, I don't, I can't see anyone complaining about this new wild, oh, wild area yeah, versus more, the old. More Pokemon to find and catch. Heck, it's better than the new Pokemon Snap where it's just find and <laughs> take a picture of it. Um, I'm curious. You have the story to do. I'm curious if they... I think the the thing that they could do, that they won't do, but the thing that they could do is they could say, like, hey, this summer, as we're waiting between these two DLCs now, because I don't think there's enough content in the DLC to take us into fall. I really don't. I think there's enough mm. con. Well, uh, there's an. If you, if- I think you'll see the change in the competitions is what we get as our that content and you yeah. know maybe the, like the engagement there. Right. I mean, like if 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 we were going from like Sun and Moon to Ultra Sun and Moon, you know, most people fell off Sun and Moon or even Let's Go. Most people fell off both those games. They came out in November. They fell off. I would say February March, and then there was nothing to do. So we're we're very lucky that. Sword and Shield has been somewhat of a living game. They have rotated raids out every month. They have done quite a few mystery gifts. And now they gave us this DLC. But I can't help but think, like, why go back to the old wild area when this wild area is more fun to explore? And maybe it's because it's like we're still in the honeymoon period of it. But I feel like the thing they could do is update the old wild area or update the original Galar to... You know, make that wild, make change the spawns of the wild area, fix the trees or whatever, something silly. Um, make Pokemon follow you as like a free update to everyone, 
to yeah. not only push more people to the DLC to be like, hey, look, come back to the game for free. We did this p- free update. And tons of Nintendo games do this. Tons of like Splatoon, Super Mario Maker. Uh, those are the only two that come to mind. But they have these free updates that people can come back to to explore and then also push their $30 DLC. Like there's still, whether or not there's a new game next year or next month or in two weeks, they still ha- they're, they're still not done with the current product, which is this $30 package that they need to continue to push into the holidays to sell, right? Like they got one half done. They're not going to not market the other half until it's shipped. Like they want to sell this into the holidays. So I think that I think that's more of a goodwill thing, if anything, to be like, hey, we're updating some features, we're fixing some issues, come back to the game for free, and if you're interested, we're advertising the DLC in the menu. I I don't know if they'll they'll do that. I doubt it, but I think uh I still think there's a little bit of goodwill they can do for players who players who are still on the fence. Um and the, I'm sure there's lots of them out there. And I'm not talking about the National Dexters. They're not on the fence. They're, they could they could say every Pokemon's coming back. <laughs> They're all following you. And we've put the best tree graphics in the world in these games. Those players are still not going to purchase the game. But there are plenty of players that will walk into the store this November. They just got a Switch or they're getting a Switch. And they're like, I like Pokemon. I heard this game was pretty okay. And then they'll purchase it. I heard they added a robot that scams you. I'm into this. <laughs> I'm in. I I like being scammed, and I want to give it all my best items to get a worse item back. Hey, I got 164 moonstones. <laughs> I'm gonna. What are you gonna do with I'm them? I'm gonna see what that cram oh, gives man. me. That, I do have a ton of those wiggly stones. Tough, you got a wiggly tough army coming. Let's see what that cram gives me. Shout out to Drew for bringing up the uh, NPC in the battle tower. Almost forgot it, but it was in the attic channel here. We'll uh, we'll hold off on question of the week. I think we talked enough today. Uh, so we'll give us our Pokemon of the week. All right. Last week's Pokemon of the week was based on the uh, very popular Pokemon trading card game. Uh, so folks who are familiar with the Pokemon trading card game would have had an advantage knowing about things like Pokemon that have to evolve because they're stage uh, basics and stage ones and stage twos and, and how that works. And this particular uh, Pokemon had a one attack called for one fire energy called Super Singe. It does 20 damage, uh, inflicts the burn condition. Um, and then its flavor text says it uses ceilings and walls to launch aerial attacks, but its fiery tail is but one weapon. And then I made the joke that I said it's not one but weapon. Um, and <laughs> I still love that. And then, uh, yeah, and then it's stage two form because this is the stage one uh, has the ability Flaming Fighter where you put six damage counters instead of two on your opponent's burn Pokemon between turns. Who's that Pokemon? It's Salazzle. You wow. <laughs> Chat. Uh, I, I wrote down Monferno. <laughs> Monferno, correct. It is Monferno. I figured I'd give it to Steve because you know TCG is not my thing. Yet yeah, here I yet am. He salazzled once it out. again. I don't think Monferno has been a recent card. Uh, it was in what? Sun and Moon Ultra Prism. 
Oh. Yeah. My bad. Which I believe is still in rotation. Maybe. I think I Ultra Prism still is, yeah. Uh, Monferno shares its category with Pancham. They are both known as the playful Pokemon. That's your only trivia. <laughs> oh, no. It's a monkey. Monkeys are cute. Is is the Ultra what is Ultra Prism? Is that a good set? Steve, would you open packs of Ultra Prism? No, I mean, no. I'll take Ultra Prism over XY Evolutions and uh, Burning Shadows. I think Ultra Prism only has Ultra Necrozma. Uh, I think that's all it has. That's good at this point. Uh, no, no bosses orders, no interest. Yeah, no bosses orders, no deal. Rainbow no, bosses no orders. No Dedenne GX. Mm-mm, I'm out. Yeah, I get that trainer kit. I know. That's why I was bringing What's it up. What's the trainer kit? That's what we talked that's about last week. We talked about it last week. It has bosses oh, orders. Yeah, 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 expensive yeah. cards for cheap. That's right. That's it's not right. on Pokemon right. Center. I, I think it, they said the I thought 27. it was a card. Maybe $30. Okay. It's all coming back to me now. This week's Pokemon of the Week will be much easier for Greg because it Yay! is not based in the very popular game, the Pokemon trading card game. Still, I got it right. <sighs> yes, congratulations. All right, here we go. Gravante's field guide to Pokemon visual identification has this to say about this week's Pokemon next to its image. The Japanese refer to this insect as Pendror, coming from Scolopendra. The astute viewer will note that, as this creature has unfurled from its previous form, the coloring of its rings and background have been exchanged. While previously it was primarily purple with magenta rings, it is now primarily magenta with light purple rings. Coming from the Pede family of Pokémon, its predecessors the Centipede Pokémon and the Curlipede Pokémon, the now Megapede Pokémon actually only stands on four of its feet, holding the other eight up in the air. Two also appear to be vestigial across its midsection. If you do come across this Pokémon, use care. It does carry a poison point and has been known to swarm. It used to have quick feet, but that has not been seen outside of Unova. While it can easily be confused for a Scorch, it does not have any flames. Its coloring is similar to Drapion's, but the feelers extending from its head are much smaller. Also, make certain to note the many similarities to Giratina. And there you go. That's this week's Pokemon taken straight from Gravante's Field Guide to Pokemon Visual Identification. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not a good thing. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to find Monferno Shuffle. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you made it to the end. Uh, I will continue to be streaming the Sword and Shield DLC. If you're worried about story spoilers, I'm done with it. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can come and stream knowing that I'll probably is this, just be is this, wandering. Is this the boof hunt now? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to hunt. I haven't shiny hunted since the cram, so I would love to get a shiny boofy. So that'll be probably the hunt on Monday. We'll see how it is. I got that mark charm too, so we'll see if uh, we get a bunch of marks. Also, my boxes are a huge mess again. Still want to get that Magirna. I think I have until August 7th, because I think that's when they add Zarude to the game. Um, and I don't know what's going to... I don't even know if you can get the Magirna anymore. I know Home updated, uh, which we didn't talk about. They said they fixed some stuff, but we got next week. Long show <laughs> this week. Hopefully we covered everything you wanted, uh, but we'll be back next week. 
If you're new to listening to our shows, normally we're not two hours long. <laughs> no. But there was a lot to cover this episode. There is a Pokemon announcement that will happen this week, so we will cover that, obviously, next week of our thoughts on that, whatever that is. Um, if you want to follow Greg on Twitter, at WhiteWing. If you want to follow Will on Twitter, at WashInTheSink. Myself on Twitter, at DraggingALake. And uh, the podcast on Twitter, at P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Also doing a giveaway for a Nintendo Switch Lite and a copy of Pokemon Sword and Shield. One of them, not both. And then uh, whichever copy you want, Sword or Shield, uh, it will also come with the appropriate DLC. So uh, if you're into that giveaway, that's in the show notes, completely free to enter. Uh, it goes until the end of the month, with I, which I think is June 28th. So you have pretty much a week to enter in the show notes, in Slack, in Discord. The links are there. I've been it's on Twitter as well, if you did not miss it. If you have missed it, it's it's there should be easy to find. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Scamorant. Scamming the scamming all day, scamming all night. Satchels left and right. <laughs> Here's another satchel. A quick shout out to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective, or you can head over to isc.cash if you would like to support the podcast. A shout out to our producers of this episode, Kevin, Potato, Riton, Liam, Courtney, Casey, Kay, Patrick, Jetsy, Catherine, and Matthew. A special thanks to our executive producers, Spencer, Anthony, and Lewis. Thank you guys so much for your support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week.